0: here at Gutterson Fieldhouse at the end of the first period. Merrimack and Vermont are tied up at 0-0. I'm back with John Leahy. And joining us here in the first intermission, Chris Aliano is the director of athletic communications at Merrimack. And Chris, uh, much more of a frenetic pace to that first period, a lot more scoring chances yeah. than we saw in the first period last night. Uh, I think we could tell what both clubs are trying to do, get the puck to the net. Yeah, I think that's been a pretty focal point for Merrimack over this
1: 5-6 game, this streak, whatever it is now. We hear Coach Zanichy talk about it all the time. That's the way you score goals in this league. You know, there's, not a, there's not a lot of the, the finesse, you know, shots to the point, empty wrist shots. you got to get the dirty goals. you got to go, got to go to the net. And even though the end result is 0-0 on the scoreboard, I think it's pretty apparent that that's the way both are trying to get the first goal tonight. And hopefully, you know, for Merrimack, getting on the board first uh, usually leads to success this year. And they, they definitely need a goal, especially on the road where... Over this last 16 losing streak and whatnot, they've had a few road losses, but they've played some good road games. And I think tonight would be, especially going into the last regular season weekend next weekend, if they can pull out a win tonight against a very good team, very tough road environment,
0: that would certainly get the win back underneath their sails. You know, it's always interesting, I think, on road trips like this, that the day, the second day, getting a chance to take a look at the video and when coaches show it to the team. And, you know, as we're uh, able to be there and see that as well, and, and then see. What happens in the game, whether or not they're able to execute and carry that out? I mean, what, what did you think with regard to that first period, the things they were trying to do? I thought some of them, yes, yeah, certainly better. In the other case, I thought early on, at least, you know, the release of the puck was slower than it needed to be. Got to get the puck there faster, like Vermont was doing four shots in the first 30 seconds of the game or so. But that got better as the period went on. I, I think absolutely that a lot of things improved as the period went on. I still look at something that Coach has pointed
1: out in the last two or three games or so. Skaters from Merrimack tend to trade good ice for bad ice, and I saw a couple examples of you know maybe there was a play down the right wing where I think it was Kyle Simmons that maybe had a chance uh, to get a pass and go off the right wing. If it was going to dump it, get a line change. Instead, they wheeled back, and you you have more risk when you pull back in your own end and and try and carry it out that way. But then I saw, but then that improved. That was one example, but then it improved as the period went on. I think that has been something that stood out in my mind at least. Merrimack maintaining that good ice, stop trying to do too much with it, stop trying to. to the puck, maybe you, know, you have a simple play in front of you, one
0: that might be, oh, risk a higher, higher reward, I think, yeah, that got a little bit better as the period progressed, too. Yeah, I mean, we talked about him last night during the game, and then after the game, with uh, with Mark Dennehy, we talked about Jared Colquist, I continue to be impressed, every time we see him, beautiful hip check we saw out there, it's out there at center, center rise. big plays at the defensive end, I mean... <laughs> If somebody comes to play every night, it's him. There are, you know, you have Kolumanis, you have Mansfield on the blue line that you're
1: losing this year, and I think those are the only two seniors. And I think, I think don't looking towards next year, you don't want to look too far ahead, but looking towards next year, this defense is going to be in pretty good shape. And I think Jared Cole is finally becoming one of those unsung heroes, one of those really solid. Really cool great defenders, you know, good with the puck, good, good in both zones, but uh, he's absolutely been one of the unsung awesome heroes, and one of the more solid, solid defenders that uh, skaters that Merrimack's had this year, and I continue to be impressed with him as the season's gone on, he's playing well beyond his years, and I think he's going to be, he's going to ease the transition, make it a lot smoother than people might think when losing two quality, not only skaters, not only defensemen, but, but captains and guys in, in Mansfield, and Mottis, and was certainly, uh, he's a good looking player, I thought he was,
0: from day one this year, and he continues to impress me. Well, you look at the, the the fact that they've got really eight defensemen in the lineup tonight, right? I mean, two of them out up front now playing forwards, so, you know, if you're going to lose two of them, but you got six guys in the lineup tonight, they can play next year. There's plenty of depth, and what
1: Coach Denny continues to do with tinkering this lineup, and, and you know, you see guys like like Mansfield that we just mentioned, and Craig Wozmierski, he's, a top, he's the top line left wing tonight. That's that's something that you, we, I'm sure none of us expected at the beginning of the season, but it's just the versatility of that and I think for the latter, for Wisnierski, you know, him being rewarded for how tough he's been playing, and he's one of the key examples. One of the one of the key examples of a guy who tries to go to the net hard every time, and that's that's something they need on the forecheck. That's something they need you know, all throughout this lineup. That's hopefully something that'll generate pretty goals. I told them, I looked at Wiz uh, before the game, and being two Jersey guys, we kind of have that connection. I said, Hey, I'm feeling This is the night for you. And I, I I really think Wiz has had some great looks in the last few games. and uh, had a couple great looks too. He's back in the lineup after a few games. Uh, out of the lineup, I and mean, just had some great looks too tonight. And I just think that further, you know, getting back to the point of depth, there's a lot of it. In that defense. Yes, Colomani and Manziel will be big losses. Mansfield's playing forward tonight, but they still
0: have that depth to plug in more guys. They're going to get a couple more big, uh, more big guys coming in next year. You talked earlier about needing to score the first goal. They've only done it twice in the last 10 games, and no surprise, one, eight, one over that stretch. I mean, it's important to get the first goal. Also important to win games on the road. I mean, unless something changes here, they need to win tonight and probably both games next week in order to have a chance to get home ice in the playoffs. But either way, you know, you got to be able to win games on the road, and you got to be able to score the first goal. And I think over the next three games, we're going to see if this team can do that.
1: And it's amazing considering that the team has had some really big road wins this year. Yeah. considering Minnesota, considering active in the act. Uh, there's a couple others that I that, that, that come by uh, Obviously, at Mercyhurst, it's a tough place to play. At Holy Cross, to start the year. The fact that they've gone only 7 or 8, whatever it is, they play, it, I think it's it's like when I talk to anybody I'm like, hey, how they they doing? It's such a deceptive league. It's such a deceptive because The team has looked, and it has deserved wins in that stretch, but no one's going to feel sorry for you in this league. you got to pick up a win on the road. schedule works. They can't control the schedule, but four games on the road to end the year and getting that
0: first goal, if they get that first goal tonight, would be big. You know, well, we've seen this with some other teams in the league. I mean, nobody with the exception of BU has, has start to finish been able to keep it going all year long and, and I just wonder whether or not it. Too, they do have a young team, a young roster. A lot of guys that are... You know, they haven't been through the full season of a grind in Hockey East. They might have played 70 games in junior hockey, but I'll tell you what, 34 games in, in, in Hockey East, you know, and 22 league games in the rest of your non-league, but still, you come down the stretch here, the way that it is, you look at the pace of that first period, that's the way it is every night. It is. I mean, that's, that's Hockey East for you. Every night you're going to be any, any team, can, you,
1: can beat any team in this league. And uh, I mean, once again, we find ourselves here. We're pretty spoiled being uh, you know, in Hockey East, in Baltimore Hockey East each year. We have another fantastic race. You have to use Point away from I think locking up the, the sole possession of the season title. But after that, you mentioned how young they are. Nothing's a lot in the postseason. Yeah, you might have that buy that, that certainly helpful. but you're potentially looking at another five games after that to try and get the title. They're still John Gillies. I still think UMass Lowell is the best team I've seen in person this year, at least the two or three times Merrimack has seen them. I know they've stumbled a little bit since then, but I still think Lowell. Obviously, you got to tip the cap to the two-time reigning league champ. BC's been playing better as of late. They, they stumble here and there. And you've got these guys. You've got I look down at the, the scoreboard right now. Obviously, Northeastern, out of this world right now. And the fact that BU has to play them three times in a row next week, insane. It, it's the beauty of how hockey's works out this year. And I think we're going to have. We say this every year, and I feel like I say it. Every year, but this year in particular, it's it's pretty wide open. Just given how young U is and how top heavy they are, there's you no know, lock at all in that tournament. We'll, we'll see what happens. For Merrimack, is try and jostle your way up the standings. Take one game, one period, one possession at a time. To try and jostle your way up the standings.
0: A lot, and the confidence they have going into the Thanks a lot, Chris. We appreciate your time. All the great work you do to help us out as well. Very, very much appreciated. This guy, uh, you know, would have given unsung hero, he'd get the award. But uh, thanks a lot. Have a safe ride home, and we'll talk We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Hey, I'm biased, but I
1: still think you two are the best in hockey and appreciate all the dedication you guys have uh, to this program and, and obviously to your
0: careers. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Chris. We appreciate it. And uh, uh, Chris Aliano has been our guest here, the director of athletic communications at Merrimack College. John and I are back. Right after this, our score after one is nothing, nothing. This is Warrior Hockey.